a hangman tie a slip knot? Did you ever see a hangman tie a slip knot? Yes, I've seen it many a time, and he whines and he whines. After thirteen times, he's got a slip knot. Please. Did you ever lose a brother on that slipknot? Did you ever lose a brother on that slipknot? Yes, my brother was a slave. He tried to escape. They drug him to his grave with a slipknot. Please. Did you ever lose your father on that slipknot? Did you ever lose your father on that slipknot? Yes, they hung him from a pole and they shot him full of holes. They left him there to rot in that slipknot. Please. Tell me who makes the laws for that slipknot? Who makes the laws for that slipknot? Who says who is going to the calaboose? Get the hangman's noose or the slipknot? Please. I don't know who makes the law for that slipknot. I don't know who makes the law for that slipknot. But the bones of many a man are whistling in the wind. Cause they tied their laws with a slipknot. Please. Jason Gore going to be in here with you for a couple of hours and at 9 o'clock tonight from 9 until midnight, three hours of some of the deepest classic rock you've ever heard on the radio. Bam! Yes! Bam! Yes!
thousand people outside waiting for another concert. I'm sure lots more of you are going to come back in to see the Pink Floyd. We don't get a Pink Floyd concert if we don't clear the place. It's as simple as that. This is the management. Hold it, kids. Shh. Hold it. Listen, if you be quiet for 30 seconds, we'll tell you what's happening. I said. It is. I'm recording this on a Sunday night. This is the best show. Because where's the best show? The best show's wherever I am. That's the fact, my man. The best show, wherever Tom is, that's where the best show is. So here I am on a Sunday night. We're going to record an episode of the show uh, to be played uh, at a future uh, date. And tonight we're talking about dreams and nightmares. I'll uh, talk about your dreams, talk about your nightmares. Now these callers who are going to call, they are not hearing what anybody's talking about. We're just doing this all in the dark. Everybody will hear this when it airs. Callers don't know what I'm going to say other than what I say to them. It's very exciting, isn't it? Well, I don't even have to give the number out because nobody can hear this. So let's... Uh, get the show started. How about that? I'm going to play uh, the opening theme and then uh, we'll take some calls. Best show. Oh, wrong one. Best show. Best show. Best show. Best show. Jersey, back again. 
best show. How about that? Opening theme. Squared away. Did that. Didn't play any music because we can't play it on this. So that's how that goes. And people want to know why we don't play music on the uh, podcast. Because it's uh, not ours to make downloadable. It's very simple. That's why. Can't make stuff downloadable that's not ours to make downloadable. That's all. Very simple. So, tonight we're going to talk about dreams and nightmares. These callers, everybody is just calling uh, uh, unawares of what we're doing. Nobody can hear anybody. So we're just going to get into it. Take some calls. Best show, hi. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing all right. To whom am I speaking? My name is uh, Tim. Tim, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Clifton Park, New York. Clifton Park, New York. Where is that now? It's uh, like 30 minutes uh, north of Albany. Okay. Uh, Pretty far up there, huh? Yeah, upstate. Yeah, what do you got? The garbage plate? You eat that? <laughs> the gar- <laughs> What's the garbage plate? Are you from up there and you don't know what the garbage plate is? No, I don't. I mean, I've, it's kind of like the like suburbia around here, to be honest. So, like, I, I don't know what they got around here for, like, the garbage plate. I might have to go more up north. Uh, like, maybe Rochester. I think the garbage plate might be from Rochester. I mean, I know Rochester. You never heard of the garbage plate ever. Did you grow up up there? I, I, I grew up, but it's, I mean, honestly, I, it's like the suburbs, you know? So it's like... I mean, like, I know Rochester and, like, Saratoga Springs and uh, yeah. Queensbury and, you know, all that. Like, I, I, Boston, Boston Lake, Boston Spa, I know the area, but I've never had a garbage plate. Uh-huh. It's the truth. Well, got something to look forward to, buddy. I I guess so. You've got a garbage plate. Yeah, it's just a, it's a thing of food. It's a plate with all sorts of junk on it, like... uh Fries and meat and and gravy and all sorts of stuff. Uh, so it's almost like poutine. No, it's not like poutine. It's it's yeah. All right. Are you doing a character? Nah. It's not a little bit. You're doing a little bit of a character. You can admit it. It's okay. We'll do a character thing. You want to do a character thing? We'll do a character thing. We do. I mean, you doing a comedy routine? That's okay. Do you want to do a character thing? Well, you you clearly want to because you just perked up when I said, do you want to do one? You're an insightful man. Yeah. You're, so what do you, what do you want, servant. Chief? What do you want? I saw your Twitter about uh, talking about dreams. Yeah, so you called in. What, tell me about a dream. But do, 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 what do you want to do it as the character or you want to do it as you? You tell me. Your choice. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge you for calling and doing a character. I'm not gonna get on you for that. Damn, of, you, you got. You know what? You got me. A lot of other shows. Yeah. Well, it was a terrible character. It was terrible. No, come on, come on. It was so bad. That voice you were doing was ridiculously bad. Hey, you want to do the thing? It was awful. Well, I mean, like, okay. All I'm saying is, had you considered the possibility that? You were speaking with someone who really sounded like that, and if you called them out, it'd be like, 
kind of insulting or Yeah, no, but you couldn't hold the thing. That's the that's the difference. You couldn't hold I know. It. I know. Honestly, you're right. And that comes with experience. That's on me. Yeah. You blew it. What's your what's your name? Connor. Connor. Where are you actually calling from? Well, so that's the truth. I'm I'm from Clifton Park and I've never had a garbage plate. I mean, that's that's the truth. Okay. Truth. All right. So that's the truth. So what uh What's that now? And here we are. Here we are. Two people totally exposed and vulnerable and honest. I ain't exposed, talking bro. About dreams. I ain't exposed, bro. You tell me about your dreams now. Tell me about Well, I know your nightmare just happened. <laughs> your nightmare just happened. You just got, uh, this is the equivalent of you uh, walking into the classroom with uh, no pants on. Yeah. Just happened. Which, I mean, I've had that dream before. So. Yeah, and it just happened again. You were... Isn't it? Isn't it weird how sometimes it it goes like that? You know, you'll have a dream. That's why people think dreams are like prophetic. Mm-hmm. I think they're looking for their dreams to like show up in reality. You know? Yeah. So tell me, I mean, tell me, uh, tell me about a dream. Okay. Have you ever watched the show The Impractical Jokers? You know, or, like you, you know, know I have. you know it. You know I have. Okay. <laughs> I mean, too. I'm. I, I didn't want to make that assumption, so. But, um, anyways, uh, the, the Jokers, one of them is Q. I guess I'm gonna, I'm just gonna talk like you know. I mean, you know. We both know. So, Q often gets, they kind of have like a running joke where he's like Rosie O'Donnell. And so, this, this is serious. So, that, that this- he looks like Rosie O'Donnell is the joke, and they even had Rosie O'Donnell on the show at one point to make See, the that- joke. That I didn't know either. I didn't. I don't. I didn't know the full extent of the Rosie O'Donnell joke. I didn't know the garbage plate. She I, was on. The, she was on the show, and she pretended to be his clone or something like that. I forget what it was, but it was something like that. Well, okay. Point is, I had this dream, and it, it's one of those dreams where it's like it kind of turns into a nightmare. But like when you explain it, like I don't think it sounds scary, but it it was when like I was dreaming it, mm-hmm. but. Pretty much, it's like I'm on the show, like, just, like, me being, like, a person. And, like, Q approaches me. You know what I mean? It's like I'm the, the person that they're messing with or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, I recognize him because it's my dream. And I'm like, oh, shit, it's Q. Well, first of all, tighten so, the language up now. What are you, what are you, a toilet oh, mouth? I'm sorry. Boy, you're, you're blowing it all over the place, man. Oh, boy. It's not your night. So you had a dream you're on Impractical Jokers. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. So Q's talking to me, and then it's one of those, you know, like, dreams will change. Like, I I turn away, and then I turn back, and it's Rosie O'Donnell who's there instead. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what? Like, I get that there's, like, this joke going on, but I'm like, what? And I, like, it started to, like, morph, where, like, things, like, it would just, like, like when you get like that warping effect and it's like sort of like a melting thing. And so I'm just like watching her and it's like all of her skin is like, just like coming off. And I'm like, what the heck? And then I woke up and I know it's like, it's a, it's a weird short thing, but it was, it was one of those dreams that stuck with me. And it, it was like bizarre enough where I was like, why did I dream that? Like, 
Sometimes those things just, just you, That might be you're just watching too much of the show. I mean, it, it could be, I guess. I don't know. The thing is, is that it is on a lot late at night. They'll play it for like 20 hours. Just like oh, That's a, the true TV. They run the stuff on a, on a loop. Yeah, it doesn't stop. So, I, I mean, I have fallen asleep to that. I guess that happens. So, Yeah, don't worry, man. You do, you do it, it's okay. Well. Look, you, you kind of blew it tonight. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no denying that. You and I were on the same page. No, we're not. We're, no, you and I were on the same page. And I, I think what the takeaway is, like, there's something to be said about, like, humility and, like, knowing, oh, knowing right. when you've made a mistake. Oh, please, that, well, then we're on the same page. That is true. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's, like, is it at my expense? Sure, but is there not a lesson to be learned? Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Be better. At what, right. So, at your fake so, character. So we're, on, we're on the same page. Give me a little bit of that character again now. Yeah, you know, so a little bit, uh, we're on the same page over there. Yeah, all right, goodbye. Oh, how about that? No, no, no. Best show, hi. Hello, hi. Welcome to the best show. Hello. Hello, best show. Are you there? Hello, Tom. Yes, hi. Tom, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. To whom am I speaking? Uh, you got Steve from Long Island? Steve. From Long Island. What's going on on Long Island tonight? It's late, huh? Oh, wow. You know, I got the, the message about the dreams and stuff. And, uh, yeah, I, I got one I'm hoping you can help me with. Yeah, because we're talking about dreams and nightmares. And I'll analyze both of them and we'll talk them through and we'll see what's what. What, what do you got for me, Steve? Oh, that will be great. Well, yeah, so I keep having these, like, recurring dreams that, like, one way or another, like, I can't get home. You know, like, um, like I'm in some like other neighborhood that's not so safe, and it's like dark out, and I can't like, like I'm really afraid to walk the street at night, and I keep making wrong turns, and like, you know, these like strange looking characters are like looking at me and coming up to me, and it's like, you know, my heart starts racing, and it's well, like really well, bad. Is this? Are you doing a bit? Are you doing a character? No. You're not putting me on, are you? Okay. No. Okay, because the, no. the previous guy was, and I might be I might be a little too uh, on edge right now with that. Some guy just oh. called me and was doing a, a wacky voice. And not that your voice is wacky, but he was saying, so I was just going to say, your thing sounds like an obvious anxiety dream. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not, believe me, I'm not putting you on or anything. Okay. Well, I mean, you, do you have some source of anxiety in your life right now? Well, no, I mean, that's what's really strange. The only source of anxiety is when I have these dreams, right? So, like, like another time, like, like I live in this building where you've you got to walk up a couple of flights, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the nightmares I'm having is that, like, they rearrange the staircases or something. So, like, you know, you go up maybe five steps and, and the rest is missing. So i got to, like, jump to, to the next 
like above landing and like hold on and pull myself up to the landing. Okay. And then there's like another obstacle after that. Yeah, that or sounds like, like sounds like you know, like I'm out of town. I'm, sounds like sounds like you've got some frustration also in your life. Well, I mean, not really. It's just like it's just when I have these dreams. I don't know. Maybe nothing, I, there's I, nothing that's frustrating. Nothing. Well, I, I guess I'm not thrilled about my job. That might be frustrating. Okay. Well, that might be it. Maybe it's your job that you're frustrated about. Maybe something that feels like it's really, uh, really, really kind of like like uh, grinding you down. Yeah, it could be. It could be. What's your job, um, if you don't mind me saying? Huh? What, what type of work you in? I'm in, like, I'm in mall security. There's not a lot that goes on, you know. It's not very stressful. I just don't really like it that much. What do you do? You drive? You got you the guy driving the car through the parking lot? No, I'm like walking through the mall. You ever stop off get a a pretzel? Well, I try not to because you know, like I said, there's not a lot going on, so you know it's easy to get distracted, stuff like that. But I try to stay away from that stuff, like Annie Annie's. I can't. I can't do that. No. Can't eat that all day. No, you're no, friends with your friends with different uh, shopkeeps. Well, not really. They, I, I think they kind of like. They, they, I don't think they really want me around very much, so I don't really talk to them very much. Okay. Maybe that's what this all has to do. I don't know. I don't know. You might be frustrated. Well, why don't you? Why don't you walk through? You, what are you walking through? What do you got? A nightstick? You got a taser? What? Do, what do you got? No, they don't give me much. I got a nightstick, but if I see anything, I'm supposed to just, like, call someone. I can't really, like, do anything or stop anyone, you know? Yeah, then why don't you just, uh, why don't you walk through and be, uh, why don't you have a uh, smile on your face? Maybe they'll talk to you more. Yeah, maybe, I guess. I don't know. I'm also, like, the really short guy, so I I think that's part of it. Like, people don't think I'm, like, they're not scared of me, you know what I mean? I'm not a big guy. Oh, like, wait, they're wait, probably wait. thinking, like, what is this guy doing in mall security? Oh, wait, whatever. You're keeping an eye on stuff. All right, buddy. What's that? I said you're keeping an eye on stuff. That's what you're doing. That's all right. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, you, I guess so. But I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I'm too short. I don't know. I'll stop. You're doing a bit. You're doing a character now. I know you are. Best thanks. Best of luck to you in your future endeavors. Okay, he goes back to it again. You know he's doing a character. This might have been a huge mistake doing the special. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm well. To whom am I speaking? This is Jay from New York. Jay from New York. Now, New York, when you say New York, that's a pretty big... Uh, pretty yeah, big um, where, where, I guess where? like Long Island. Long Island, okay. How are things in Long, on Long Island? Do you say on or in? Um, on Long Island, in the city. Okay. So how are things on Long Island tonight? Uh, they're fine, you know, no clouds, pretty cold, and I'm watching TV, and I'm doing much, and I saw your tweet, so I called in. Great. What's uh, what's uh, what's going on tonight? We got a dream to uh, tell me about? A nightmare, almost. yeah, nightmare. so it, this happened a couple weeks ago. Um, Let's hear about it. Yeah, so it was basically, somehow I was driving, I was driving on a road, and it turned out that I was a car, and the highway system turned into like a water slide. So in your dream, so started, you were a car. 
Yeah, but I was also like transitioning into a person, and then like the highway turned into a water slide. Okay. So I started going up and down, you know, on the water slide, and it goes off a cliff, and I start falling into the water, like in the ocean, I guess. And I start, you know, drowning because I don't know how to swim in real life. Mm-hmm. And I guess my dream version knew that. And then I just sort of jarred, like I woke up, I like just apparently I was covered in sweat and I've been holding my breath in real life. So I, I was kind of out of breath as I woke up. Mm-hmm. So it was like that. Yeah. Well, let's think what that could be about. There's obviously some fear of a, of a, of an accident or some sort of collision going on in that dream, right? Right. I also don't know how to swim, and I've almost drowned like half a dozen times because I keep yeah. forgetting I don't know how to swim. So that's a constant fear you have is the fear of uh, drowning. Oh, 100%, yeah. yeah. Worst way to go. Is that a fear that keeps coming up for you? Yeah. Like um, I went cliff diving last summer, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to swim, so I almost drowned again in real life. Okay. Because I just keep doing that, and it's pretty stupid. Yeah, you might want to pick your spots. It sounds like you're. Uh, it sounds like you're uh, bringing some of this on on yourself. This. Uh... Yeah, I'm learning how to swim right now, though. You know, weekly lessons. I'm like trying to not die. Good. That's yeah. a good thing. It's a good thing to try not to die. Yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. So but you know, I don't want to. What's the closest a... you came to death, Jay? Closest I came to death. Okay, so when I was four, I thought I could fly for some reason, so I jumped off a bunch of staircases and bashed my head on the floor, mm-hmm. and I woke up, and I was getting stitches in my head, and the doctor gave me a green lollipop, and now I have a scar on the front of my head. Yeah. So I guess that's the closest I came to dying. That's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. I've also, like, fallen back. I've fallen so many times. It's, wow, I'm just, like, seeing it happen again. Wow. Same thing. But you're still here, right? Still yeah, here. still alive, so it's they can't something. Stop you. They can't stop you. They tried, right? They tried to stop you. <laughs> yeah, they, they tried, can't. but they didn't okay. get their way. No, 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 you're still here. 100%. Yeah, you're outliving them. So what's going on? What, 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 what are you, is it, are you gonna, are you going to bed soon, Jay? Yeah, I got work tomorrow morning, you know, so I'm going to head on in sooner or later, but saw the tweet, so I just had to call in. All right, well, thanks for the call, buddy. Of course. I really enjoy your work. So you have a great day. You have a great night. Bye. That was nice. Talk to Jay. Yeah, because we're doing this show at night. Sunday night. It's late. Ain't no one, uh, all the phones are lit up. They ain't lit up now, though. Let's see, I guess I gotta tweet it out now. Lines are open. Call in. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. Goodbye. Goodbye. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them.
Yeah. So what's uh, what's coming up now uh, that people are all excited about? Hmm. Got that whole uh, South by Southwest, huh? Isn't it fun when you don't go to a thing and then you see pictures for the thing and it's just like, oh, okay. Oh, that looks like either a lot of fun or a nightmare. The idea you see all the bands playing and you're just like, oh, man, that must have been so much fun to be there. And then you remember that it's just like everybody's probably just getting jostled all the time. Like, I think I'm getting it's hard for me to get jostled as much as I used to. I don't enjoy getting bumped. It used to be uh, that that seems to really set me off now and being in like crowds. I kind of can't handle I kind of can't handle the crowds anymore like the like the, um, you know, like I'll be in a the, the, the grocery store sometimes. It'll be too much. Hey, hey, hey. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. This is Tom. Hi, Tom. This is Tom. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How about yourself? I'm all right. What's going on? Uh, not too much. Just wanted to see if you could interpret one of my nightmares from recently. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> so, this is kind of a weird one. I've had a bunch of nightmares recently, but this one is the one that most needs interpretation. The other ones are, like, obvious. So, I'm with this bully, and we're, like, having a normal conversation this guy who's bullied me in the past. And the subject of math somehow comes up, but in a way where he's just, like, asking me in some sort of natural way, oh, what's six to the sixth power? Some hard question. And I'm like, oh, that's obvious. It's 360. And it's like, in the dream, I think it's the right answer. And then he's like, no, you're an idiot. If it's six to the sixth power, it's much bigger than that. It's like six billion. And I get so angry, and I stand up, and I'm about to beat him up, and then I woke up. And I just want to know, why? Why does that make me angry? Well, let me ask you this. Are you actually good at math? I mean, I'm not terrible at math. I I would like, I'm not good at math. I'm not the guy, like, I'm the guy who's going to use a calculator. I'm not the guy who, who you ask to figure something. Is there some, I guess okay, the, well, let me, yeah. ask, let me ask you this, uh, my sure. friend. Uh sure. Is there some sort of, uh, is there some sort of, um, do you have some sort of inferiority with, uh, with your intellect? I guess so. I mean, it's hard, hard for me to admit. I'd like to think that I don't cause I really, I got up with like a murderous rage mm-hmm. to kill this guy. Yeah. And so I'd like to think that I, I don't, I wouldn't react that way. But when I woke up, it was still there. It was hard to. Hard to get rid of. Sounds so like, uh, perhaps, yeah, yeah. Sounds sounds like you've got uh, you've got some because uh, because so wait so the guy because because there are no such thing as math bullies. I think we can both agree on that. That's not absolutely. That's absolutely. That's not, absolutely. Real, that's not I, something that's occurred. That's not a real life thing. Math no. bullies. So when you had to face down that math bully, uh, you were creating your own thing here in uh-huh. your, in your brain. Yeah. That represents something. And it would be fair to probably, maybe, possibly say it is the. You having some sort of feeling uh, inferior with your. With your. Uh, 
schooling? What was your schooling like? Uh, not good. I mean, I was kind of a slacker in high school. Did a lot of skipping of the class. Not like a stoner or anything or a, a you know, that kind of slacker, dazed and confused, but more just like, you know, school didn't agree with me, all the homework. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody was always talking me up as a smart guy. Do you regret you know, that? Do you regret does that does that does that hang on you? I get I I really don't I don't think so. You know, it seems kind of valuable. It's mm-hmm. I'd rather that than be not smart, but I you know, it's I guess exhausting to even have to rate on that scale, you know? No, I mean, I've never thought of myself. I used to say I'm either the smartest dumb guy or the dumbest smart guy, and I have no idea which one. So it's clear when you say things like that. When you say things like that, it's clear you're you're loaded uh, with issues. Yes. You yes, don't call absolutely. The smartest dumb guy or the dumbest smart guy, unless you're struggling with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. You're correct. Yeah. So you are. But so what do I do? I don't. I don't want to learn math. Maybe part like, of it's do do wrapping your head around that you struggle with it. Okay. And just admitting it and then processing what it means, what that means to you. Okay. Like, what, what would it mean to you, uh, what does it mean to you to not be as, as, uh, as uh, you know, quote-unquote smart? I'm not going to say it's actually you being smart or not smart. What does that yeah. mean to you? Uh, what does that mean to you? I guess just that somebody could get the better of me in that in that way, and it's it's scary, I guess, to ever be, you know, bested. And I don't like the idea of people, I guess, putting me in that position. Maybe it's because I accidentally put people in that position all the time, where they feel dumb around me. Because like you're, you're, said flaunt, that to you're me? flaunting the things you know about. Yeah, exactly. But you feel like and you've it, got these huge blind spots? Yes, exactly. Okay, well, fill And in, it, to fill the point where I can't, I can't identify as smart because it's just going to mean that people are going to find me out. It's like a, mm-hmm. what do you call it, a, uh, an imposter syndrome. Yeah, well, then fill in some of the blind spots. Okay. Nothing wrong with that, right? Get some, yeah, get some schooling. that's true. You can still you can still learn. You ain't done. Yeah, that's true. Why it's just you... scary because I don't think of myself as an angry person, and here I am, like about to kill somebody over a math problem. Um, yeah. Well, it's clear it's an issue. Yeah, I'm not saying I like. I actually, you know, woke up and was like, "Wow, I'm gonna now plan this out because this guy humiliated me in my no, dream." No, no, but I, just, I understand yeah. that. I understand that. But it's something that's that's rattling around in your brain. Yeah, that one stuck with me yeah. definitely. All right. Well. But I appreciate you helping me out. I, hey, I think I got uh, I got a foothold on it now. You, you, uh, you have a great night. You too. Best show, hi. Hi, hello. Hi, hello. To whom am I speaking? Hi, how's it going? Uh, just calling in to uh, maybe talk about uh, some dreams. Yeah, what do you got? Well, uh, lately I've been having these really, um, my name is Barton, by the way, uh, first time uh, getting into call on the show, grateful to be here. Um, and uh, so I've been having these dreams the last couple of nights that are 
really like epic in proportion and, and they tend to be sort of cyclical. Like I have to do the same weird task over and over again and each time it somehow goes weirdly wrong. And last night I had this dream where I was in this kind of like Victorian looking mansion and in each one of the rooms there was like kind of a different weird play going on. And it was kind of a nightmare in the sense that maybe there was some stage fight involved or something like were that. Were you in the play? Also, Just help me here. Were you were in the play? Yeah. Were you, you were in the play. I, I was waiting in the wings to like be in the play. And I kept wanting to go on. I kept wanting to go on. Yeah. But I never got to go on. Yeah, well, this sounds like a. Uh, uh, this sounds like a. Uh, you're frustrated. You're not getting a chance to show everybody what you've got in life. I think that might be accurate. I mean, I'm at a place where I'm in my actual life. You know, uh, I mean, I, you know, I play the piano. I write songs. I do sketch comedy improv these days, often at the Pack Theater in L.A. and stuff. But I feel like I'm I'm half in it. It's a little bit of a half-hearted effort. And that might be what the dream is trying to tell me. You might be right. Mm-hmm. It sounds like you're, um, yeah. It sounds like you've got a, some uh, some hangups with uh, with that you're not getting to. You're not getting a chance to show who you are. You're not getting a chance to 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 demonstrate your your talents. Um, that sounds about right. I mean, I, I do have some opportunities to do stuff. I, I'm never satisfied. I don't know if you would call it OCD or just I want to be the best I can be. You know, I, I'm challenging myself in life to, uh, you know, befriend effort and realize I cannot transcend effort. And if I want to be really good, I got to stay home sometimes and practice and work on my craft and put, you know, on the piano and whatnot. That's true. That's true. Um, there's no, uh, there's, it's, it's not, you're still working on your stuff when you practice. Yeah, that's true. Um, also, weirdly, there's one specific in the dream that might be worth mentioning. Um, there was a figure in the dream who I admired, who I guess I was kind of being an understudy for, and it was the actor Richard E. Grant, who I loved in Withnail and I, and this year got a lot of press, uh, and I think won a SAG award or something for Can You Ever Forgive Me? Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to go on and replace him. I just woke up. So anyway, ties into what you're saying. Yeah, no, look, he, he's, uh, he's gotten a chance to show what he... Uh... He got he got recognized. He always he's one of those guys who always works, but now he got yeah. recognized uh, relatively late in his career, which is exciting. It just shows that hopefully, if you do yeah. good stuff, at some point, uh, you get you get the uh, you get some form of, of uh, recognition. But you can't do the stuff for recognition either. You're not doing it for right. it. you're doing it because no. you are because you are because uh, you love it. Is the the goal, I mean, that should be the, yeah. the purpose. It is the goal, and it's the it is the purpose. Uh, you know, the admiration and applause. No performer will say they don't like, and I'm first to admit I get a thrill out of it. But I'm doing this stuff because I love it. I play the piano because I love playing the piano. Um, is that you? I noticed. Also, sorry, was that you? Oh yeah, sorry. I'm just sitting on my keyboard. Can't help it, can you? <laughs> give us a little. Give me a little something. Then give me a little something. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, a little something. Um. It's kind of a cover of St. Vincent's uh, Los Angeles, you know. In Los Angeles, the winner never comes. In Los Angeles, the mother's of the young, but I... 
keep running up. Oh. I can keep going, but now I'm feeling a little blushing. I'm not you calling in to you showed, play us, like, you showed me what you got, and I don't like it. You don't like it? I love it. <laughs> All right. Have a good oh, thank you. All right, thank bye, you, Tom. Bye. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Pierre in Ottawa. Pierre in Ottawa. What's going on in Ottawa tonight, Pierre? Uh, not too much. It's uh, starting to warm up here after a kind of crazy cold and snowy winter. That's right. How is it down in Jersey? Yeah, but kind of the same. Kind of yeah. the same, yeah. Uh, you know, we're, um, we're, we, 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 uh, power through. Yeah, we gotta do what we gotta do. That's all we can do. So, Pierre, what else is going on? What, what, what do you got before we get into your dream or nightmare? What's, uh, what's the spring gonna be like for you? Um, for me, it's probably gonna be pretty mellow. Um, I might driving some bands on tours um but that's kind of up in the air right now okay um mostly just hanging out enjoying not being inside all the time that makes sense you'll get to be out and about you'll feel a little better feel a little, a little better bit better when you get the uh you get that seasonal affective disorder do you suffer from that i think everybody i don't is, have so everybody I don't has have a little that. bit of it i just have regular constant debilitating depression Okay, just good old-fashioned. Just the normal cap- one. Capital D that's, depression. That's happening all the time. Yeah. Wow. So what do you got for you? got a, Did you have a dream? Did you have something? Um, I actually have um, kind of the opposite. I have a lack of dreams. I pretty much never remember any of my dreams. Maybe one a year. I'm closer um, to you. I mean, I, I remember more than that. But I I, uh, I don't remember my dreams the way all these other people do. I really, like, I don't know if it's a problem or if it's, like, just a thing that happens to some people. Like, I don't know if it's tied into the depression. Maybe that's the reason I'm so depressed all the time is that I don't get to have the fun escape. Well, this could be a sleep issue for you. Have you ever, have you ever had your sleep uh, analyzed? Uh, I've never had, like, the... The clinical thing, but I pretty much get an eight-hour solid chunk of sleep every night you know, without so, fail. Do you like to read books, uh, Pierre? Uh, I have a hard time concentrating reading books. Okay. Um, sometimes, sometimes it's it's possible, but usually I just fall asleep listening well, to a podcast. Well, there's a book you and, can look at. Maybe it's maybe there's an audio book of it. I don't know. That I'm I'm halfway through reading this book called Why We Sleep. And Is there a, the author that you could give me a book? Hold on. Sorry, sorry. Matthew Walker. Matthew Walker. Why We Sleep: Unlocking the Power of Sleep and Dreams. All right. And I it helps chart. It helps chart what it means to not get quality sleep. So you also don't have the dreams? Not a, not as uh, much as I should. Not as much as others do. You, do. do you get restful sleep, though? No, I'm a terrible sleeper. 
Yeah, you don't, the worst. You don't get either of them. No, it's a nightmare. So no, no pun intended. It's not a nightmare. I wish it was a nightmare. <laughs> um, I do have like kind of this weird nightmare that I used to have when I was a kid, but I don't really, I don't think it really means anything. Um, but it was the reoccurring nightmare as my childhood kind of one. And I think about it from time to time, but it's not scary to me. It was just like, I had to climb up a pipe or something or a tunnel and uh, there was a timer and every time I'd get exactly to the escape hatch or whatever it was, I'd be too late and I'd be stuck in that drain or tunnel or whatever it was forever. And then I would wake up. Yeah, that's uh, that. A lot of these dreams that people are calling in with sound like they're very, they're, they're frustration based or they're, they're just, they're, they're very, like that sounds like a frustration dream, like you're being yeah. like you're being limited it, in your life. But I haven't had it probably in ten or fifteen years. Yeah, it was just like the one thing that I could ever remember. The one, the one that still hangs in your head. The one that got away, I guess. I don't know. It's still man. there. I don't know, Pierre. <laughs> You'll get it. You'll get there. I'll, I'll get there. I'll have those nightmares one day. One day, one day, those nightmares are waiting for you, and they'll be back. I can't wait. Check that book out, though. You, it might, you might like it. I will. All right. Thank you you have a great night. You as Best show, hi. Hello. Hi, welcome to the best show. No. Hello, best show. Hey, Tom. Hey, to whom am I speaking? This is Colette from Athens, Georgia. Colette. From Athens, Georgia. How are you, Colette? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's uh, what's what's uh, what's popping down there in Athens on a late Sunday night? Oh, just doing some freelance work. It's been a very, very, very long week. It has, right? Yeah. No, for real. I think that daylight savings time is is a curse. Everyone seems to get real sad when there's no sun out, but I could do with less of it. You might be uh, in in uh, in the minority on that one. I yeah I I know that I am, but it's like one of those things where I have to work so much that I don't get to enjoy it. So like everyone should experience the misery with me. Sure, it's kind of a take your ball and go home kind of <laughs> uh, move you're making. There. Only my ball is the sun. Yes, your it's the biggest ball of them all. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a weird time before spring actually shows up and, and it actually gets warmer for, for good. And, um, it's very strange because there was a day, a couple days ago up here, it was really warm. Mm -hmm. And then one day later it was miserable again. And it's just like, how on earth are you supposed to just ride this ride i don't understand what <laughs> what's expected of us to 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 navigate this like i think the answer is like you just get the flu and then you are in bed for like a week and it's like it never happened that might be the only way uh through it right yeah um do you have a uh, a dream or a nightmare 
I do. Um, I don't know if it's a dream or or, or a nightmare. It's, I mean, it's a dream, but I don't know if it's like a good one or, or a bad one. Um, so I, I guess I should kind of lead into it. Um, I fell asleep the other night uh, watching, as I usually do, um, early 90s pro wrestling. Um, and uh, what I was specifically watching was footage of the Jesse the Body Ventura Strongest Arm Contest. Um, which is an arm wrestling contest, and uh, my my dream uh, involved an arm wrestling contest uh, where I was the competitor, like in the movie Over the Top, and I was doing really well. Um, like I was beating everyone, these like huge burly dudes, slamming their arms down to the table and like getting my flex on uh, um, until until my final opponent, um, who was me. Like I had to, I had to arm wrestle myself. Um, and like, you know, you know, like that, like questions that like stoners ask themselves, like when they're like, uh, could God like microwave a burrito so hot that he couldn't eat it or whatever. Yes. Uh, Yeah. It was, it was like that, but with like arm wrestling, like could, could, can somebody beat themselves at arm wrestling? And the answer was no. Like it just went on forever. Like I was like staring into my own eyes like trying to win the arm wrestling contest uh and it just wasn't happening like i think eventually i just like blacked out the dream so you, ended so but like lost. it took i didn't lose like it, it just didn't end yeah well that's the only way you can't win because that's what i was going to say if you said that you lost it means you won but yeah it's so weird you also can think that if you um was it it was it in front of a crowd um, yeah, it was like a, like a underground, uh, like an illegal underground, uh, karate tournament setting. Yeah, because, you know, those, those arm wrestling rings, they need to shut down. They can't, <laughs> you can't, you can't just have people arm wrestling. Yeah, it's what, human cockfighting. What, what would, what would the world be if that was a, if that was a, something that could be done, uh, legally? It's really not acceptable behavior. Arm wrestling? No. No, yeah. arm wrestling is not, uh, arm wrestling's not great for some reason. <laughs> I don't think of it as something that's particularly positive. Not that I think of it as negative, but it's not <laughs> positive either. It's, it's like the lowest form of combat. It's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like, what would it kind of be just like? Stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Like, it's almost, it's almost got like a quality of that in it. Yeah. Like, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Oh my God. Yeah. That was my least favorite thing as a kid. Why are you hitting yourself? Some bigger kid just making, grabbing your arm and making you punch yourself and then asking you why you're hitting yourself is right, the most then... frustrating thing ever. It's so horrible, but you know, if you if you wanted to, you could have trained so that that one arm got super beefy, and then you could hit him back, like Hellboy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of watching the other night. I couldn't sleep, so naturally, what movie do you think I threw on? Uh, Hellboy. Kronos. Chrono. Oh no. And I was just like, "Why am I doing this to myself? Why am I doing this to myself?" And I shut it off. Oh my did god! Well, did I what? Did you sleep all that night? I don't sleep well in general, Colette. So yeah, me neither. It didn't matter. 
I think we've had this this conversation before. You asked yeah. me how many pillows I had, and I said I had one. <laughs> um, like I don't I don't sleep too well. Five. You need five. You need to build a little pillow wall. Did you see um Did you see that the my pillow guy was at um the CPAC convention? Of course he was. I didn't know that, but that's uh that's not that one is not hard to to I that was not a hard one to 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 be. I'm not surprised <laughs> by that. Of course he is. Yeah, what a, what a sad convention. But just think about it from a business standpoint. If I had a business like my pillow, where my goal is to sell it to anyone that has a head and that sleeps, basically, <laughs> like that, that anyone who sleeps and has a head is a potential customer. Right. I'll tell you this: I wouldn't show up at CPAC. I wouldn't show up at anything that would would. No offense. I would not isolate any customer <laughs> if I was selling pillows. I would not. I would not um, want to lose one potential sale. I would take care of my own business politically, however I wanted to, with money or whatever. Like you could, right. you do whatever you want as a private citizen. But it's like if I'm in the pillow selling business, why would I lose half? <laughs> the country right now like half the country if they find out he's there just like well i'll tell you the last thing i'm buying my pillow <laughs> he just wants you to know that his pillows support the troops that's all uh, he's politicizing pillows he's, <laughs> only, really he, he's not there for any it's not just like it's not just this thing where it's like hey did you hear that um did you hear that uh what was that dude's name pat uh Remember, what am I blanking on? Guy wrote speeches for Nixon, Pat. Uh, oh, Pat um, it's like Pat Buchanan. It's like, hey, did you hear Pat, Pat Buchanan, Buchanan designed a pillow? Like, <laughs> like where he's known as a political guy first, and it's like, yeah, he made this pillow. It's very comfortable, very easy to sleep on. And then you'd make your choice based on that. Where you're just like, look, I hate Pat Buchanan, but this is a nice pillow. Um, it's. It's a guy who's known for selling pillows has to now go and be like, well, I think what's really important is that I tell everyone how I feel about politics. The pillow guy. Yeah. It's like, especially if you're like some like right wing, like <laughs> person, like if you're supposed to be interested in getting as much money as you can. Why would you, although that's not true. There's plenty of people like. Yeah, you know how no one, you know how no Democrats grab piles of money. It's like that's not <laughs> true either. Um, but there's that whole thing where it's just like any successful person would that's a business person like that would generally be like, oh, my my goal is to get as much money as I can get my filthy hands on. And <laughs> now the my pillow guy has potentially turned off fifty percent of America. Yeah. It's uh it's not a wise choice, but maybe he figures that people are just gonna buy like extra pillows to make up for, for the lack of customers. I guess maybe he just figures that people just yeah, I'm gonna buy five of those things now. Yeah. To support. Yeah. Or you could go buy five my pillows to build your pillow. Just a pillow fort of memory foam. Yeah. Yes. Horrifying. And, and you go to sleep, get that blue shirt on that the my pillow. <laughs> That would be the thing. If that dude can manage to sell those shirts, then I'll be impressed. 
Yeah, does he have a nightcap? He needs to have a nightcap. Yeah, that same, like, what color blue is that? Those shirts, he's got the blue shirt with the cross. and It's the... like, it's like the kind of blue that you see at, like, gender reveal parties. <laughs> yes, we've, we know the gender of the baby. <laughs> The my pillow. He's going to be the my pillow. What? You're giving birth to the my pillow guy. <laughs> oh no! Everybody That's leaves. The true time machine scenario. Oh, everybody leaves. That's like the new Hitler. That's like the new <laughs> killing Hitler as a baby. Is killing the my pillow guy as a baby. <laughs> Go back in time. Little kid. Little kid designing a little pillow. <laughs> can't do it i can't do it he's still a little kid damn it <laughs> even though he goes on to create my pillow the ultimate evil i cannot i cannot in good conscience murder a child my pillow guy I would say your dream, it sounds, again, like every other dream everybody seems to be calling with, it sounds like frustration. Yeah. Some sort of, you're obviously just literally wrestling with yourself. Yeah. You knew that. <laughs> can you, can you yeah. tell me, Colette, can you tell me about... The one year that they actually were wrestling, they tried to do it without making it, where they tried to do it real. What was that? Um, there was a, there was a tournament called Brawl for All, I think. Okay. Um, this happened in like 1998, like UFC was just starting to be a thing. So WWF got all of their tough guy wrestlers together, uh, and had them do fake boxing matches. Um, so like it was wrestlers legit punching each other in the face. <laughs> um, and it was, it was awful. Everyone hated it. Um, and like the wrong dude won, like they brought in somebody who they thought was going to win. Um, and he got knocked out, uh, by this dude who had like a really solid left, left punch. Uh -huh. So as a reward for winning the brawl for all tournament, uh, they booked this dude, Bart Gunn in a boxing match against Butterbean. <laughs> Yeah, um, great Butterbean, star of the Jack. He was in the Jackass. Yeah, and uh, and Butterbean like wiped the mat with him like 15 seconds, and then that dude's wrestling career was over, and he probably has CTE. So yeah, uh, yeah. So this was this was some this, this was a tournament because they were just like, man, we're we're losing our edge here. Like yeah, our, our thing looks corny. Right. So they were. Just I mean, like, they had legit UFC guys in in wrestling, like even back then. But like UFC was was a thing where like people would fight in like one night tournaments, and it would be like a bunch of bikers and then dudes who knew like jujitsu or whatever. Like it was really weird. So they were trying to get that edge. So they were in the middle of this thing, still bouncing off the ropes, though. Or no, no, they. It was like they they set up like weird like hybrid rules between boxing and MMA. So like if you if you got in the ropes like the referee would like break you and like it was it was pretty much regular boxing. So that was the one time so the were that's the thing I'm thinking of is that the time that they I, tried to make wrestling 
I think so. Um, what like do you? Can you describe more of it? There might be something else that I that I could could explain. Um, I don't know. The I I think I saw a thing where the one where one time they tried to do it real and it was terrible. Yeah. This. Has um. I mean, I think that's called mixed martial arts. Okay. Yeah. Which. <laughs> It's uh, that looks like it looks so. It looks like such great entertainment when one of the MMA uh, fighters falls or gets knocked yeah. down, and then the other fighter moves in, and then is just like, "Now I'm going to cave your head in right. while you're while you're down." It's like, no, it's not enough that you're down. Now I'm going to now I'm going to make you bleed. Yeah, it's pretty great. What a, um, what I mean, a good time. Brock Lesnar is in wrestling now, so that kind of is a thing. And what um, about what's-his-face? Uh, CM Punk. Oh, CM Punk. Uh, I think that he is he is permanently out of both MMA and pro wrestling. He's, he's uh, got kind of washed in one field and is kind of bitter and resentful about the other. Because he, he was the guy blowing the lid off of wrestling. Right, yeah, he was he was making wrestling real by calling Vince McMahon a doofus. I think that was actually what he called Vince McMahon was was a doofus. With his, very yeah. strong fighting words. Oh no, please! With that's with his um, that's with his uh, that's like his network routine. That's like he was he was like uh, in network <laughs> telling everybody. Right, yeah. Rest. Oh, so wait a minute. You mean to tell me that wrestling is uh completely crooked and uh. And treats people like garbage and like cattle. What? I don't even. I'm not even a fan of wrestling, and I knew that. Like <laughs> this. Whole yeah, everyone thing, acts man. surprised every year. He seems like he also has bad, like shockingly bad taste in music, but he thinks he's got really good taste in music. CM Punk. Yeah. Yeah, he like I think his favorite band is like probably like Rancid, and that's like as hard as he goes. Uh, like people are just like you know he's probably a things that people are like bringing like 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 real like punk up to him and stuff and he's just like <laughs> yeah like running into him's like hey did you hear the uh, the new uh, you know the well like I don't even know I'm saying I can't even say a punk thing but they, and he'd just be like yeah I didn't hear that. I don't know man I don't have to tell you I'm not that into it. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't know either. Like that dude could probably fool me, but uh, seems like he likes yeah, a lot I, of Fugazi, like Fugazi, like like just Waiting Room by Fugazi. Yeah, like he's like, yeah, I like Fugazi. It's like, oh, well, did you hear the thing? No, nah, I like that one song. <laughs> They're like, what's the what's the straight edge punk band? Is that Minor Threat? Yes, they were. They yeah, were that's what he likes. Minor Threat. He's straight edge. But he's he got that even like... on his stomach. He, yeah, he would have. Uh, look, minor threat. That's the best, some of the best stuff ever, but it's also pretty basic at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty, like step two. Yeah, exactly. It's a pretty clear entry point for minor threat. Right. Colette, thank Tom, you for calling. Have no a, problem. Have a grand evening. All right. Talk Bye. to you soon. Yes. Bye. Best show, hi. Did you just burp? Who, me? Yeah. 
No, I'm, I apologize. I was literally telling my girlfriend uh, I need to be on call because I didn't want to be the guy acting like an idiot when I call in. So. It sounded like you literally went, ugh. Like, <laughs> no, I apologize. I, that's all right. That's all right. To whom am I speaking? This is Roger from Dallas. Roger from Dallas. You say it like I should know you, Roger. Oh, no, I'm just very excited, and thanks for uh, picking up, Tom. That's awesome, and doing the secret show tonight. Welcome. Roger, welcome. Well, thank you. Um, do you just want to get straight to the topic? Uh, you can tell me what's going on. What's up? Uh, nothing. My uh, girlfriend and I, our nightly routine is we watch uh, Larry Sanders as we go to bed, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the weekends since there's not, like, live late-night TV or uh, late-night shows on. And um, that's pretty much about it. Not really much exciting going on Sunday night. That's why uh, when I saw your tweet, I was like, oh, I got some dream stuff I could bring up. Roger, give me the top five Rogers of all time. Ooh, as a kid, I got Roger Rabbit. Um, Roger Dodger was the common one, uh, which I didn't really understand until like a Wait, movie these are, came these out. These are nicknames. No, no, give me these. You're giving me your nicknames. Yeah, I'm so, well. I just yeah, I can't. The top five Rogers I can only think of off the top of my head is Roger Rabbit, and then uh, yeah, as a kid growing up, I got the Roger Rabbit and Roger Dodger. Yeah, but what 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 are your no? You have no Roger. There are no heroes named Roger that you idolized. Oh man, uh, off the top of my head, I can't immediately go to it. Uh, Roger, oh, my from Family Guy. You like him? No, from uh, American Dad. You like that Roger, right? The alien? Yeah, he's a hero of yours. He, he is. Like, well, yeah, he's a hero of mine, sure. Roger Avery? Isn't he like a James Bond? There you go. Okay. Roger Daltrey? Daltrey? From the Who? That's a, uh, is that the uh, Survey Says guy? No, no that's Richard Dawson. he's the Dawson. lead singer of The Who. Oh, my gosh, that's so embarrassing. I should have known that. Roger, okay. what other Rogers are there? Um, come on. I know, especially since that's my name. You would imagine I would just be able to start whipping these out. You'd think you'd remember other Rogers, Roger. Yeah, yeah. Um, all going to is Roger Avery and Roger Dodger. Okay. That's, and Roger Dodger's not a person. So. You can't even do five <laughs> Rogers. And Roger the Alien from American Dad. Yeah, my, my favorite out of all of them. That turns out to be your favorite one by default. Yes. And Roger Rabbit, a close second. <laughs> yeah, apparently all my most famous Rogers are uh, not live, like they're just fictional things when you actually ask yeah. for real people. Let's hear your impression of Roger Rabbit. Oh, man. Um... Or Roger from American Dad. Okay, I can try and do both. Um... At the same time? Ooh, how about I can no, do, do Roger from American Dad doing Roger Rabbit? No, no you that's do. Just give me, give me just Roger from American Dad. Here we go. Go. Okay. Uh, one, two, three. Doesn't it sound something like, oh, guys, yeah, wow, something Very like good. that? Very good. Shockingly good. You, you, you exceeded my expectations <laughs> on that one, Roger. I'll give you that. Oh, my gosh. Well, nailed it. Okay. Roger, what are your favorite, What what's the best song and worst song on the White Album? On the Beatles' White Album? Wait, does somebody else have a White Album? Not Weezer. No, that's true. Well, yeah, yeah that's, yeah, right. Uh, 
Oh man, have you My ever seen one, a guess... have you ever seen a band talked about more by people who like and don't like them than Weezer? It's funny you said that because we saw the uh, SNL skit uh, on rerun last night where they uh, kind of went back and forth on that. I didn't see that. Well, and first of all, it's a sketch. It's not a skit, Roger. It's not. A, it's not being done in in seventh grade. If it was a bunch of seventh graders, you'd call it a skit. It's a bunch of uh, trained professionals, uh, yes, write, professionals. Writing, writing at the level of seventh graders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, that was always the topic. And unfortunately, I fall in the category of uh, I was a big once Pinkerton, you know, was done that the Blue Album and Pinkerton were great and everything after that. Mm -hmm. I wasn't bad because I don't think that's fair to crash on people for working hard on something like that you know yeah. that's his own thing but uh but at the same time also. i'm just saying my favorites were those two I, i'm sorry but he kind of sucks too at the same time you hey, rivers some of those or the band are pretty bad i like i heard that song can't knock the hustle i was like this is one of the worst things i ever heard in my life <laughs> again, i'm also just like yeah what's a guy supposed to do crawl in a hole and not do anything i get it it's yeah a, it's a conundrum no, and that's, I, you know, when I was younger, that's where, like, you know, you have that pretentious attitude of, well, nothing can top this, and then he, you know, tries a different tune or vibe, and then, uh, you know, when I, as the older I got, I, like I said, I'm not going to hate on that. It's just not my flavor, and that's okay, you, you know? Let's figure the top, let's figure, okay, best two and worst two songs on the White Album. On the White Album, I'm just going off what's coming off the top of my head. It's the, uh, oh, I'm so embarrassed to say this. Well, now this will go worse. How about Rocky? Is it Rocky Raccoon? Rocky Raccoon is pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And, yeah. uh, man, I really don't like the back in the USSR, and that's how they start off the album, correct? It is. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but the saying that, though, at the same time, I don't, those songs I actually like and could listen to, but those are just the two worst on the album. I don't know. Rocky is pretty bad, the more you think about Rocky it. Rocky Raccoon's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. What would be the best two? Well, I'm a weirdo. What's the one where they just keep on saying number nine, number nine? Oh, it would probably be number nine, right? Revolution um, number nine. Yeah. That's what There's another bad. really good one on there. Um, That's a you're you're probably not in the minor, in the majority saying Revolution number nine is one of the best song, the best two on the record. Well, some of the best song quality of the week you get is your uh, sound collages. So that's why, yeah, the oh. number nine, number nine, over and over again. Did I, I could... say you were wrong? I didn't say you were wrong. I just no. Said, I just said you were <laughs> not in the majority. So what could be the best? What would be one of the other best two songs on it? Oh, goodness. I haven't listened to it forever. Um, Happiness I is a warm gun, maybe? Oh, yes. That's the best one. I'm sorry. That would be my favorite out of all of them. It's just because that also put a standard for, I feel like, other songs out there that kind of copycatted after that. That's right. You did it. Very good. So tell me, Roger, about your dream. Oh, uh, okay. just had, I guess, common things uh, that other people experience that I think are shared um, that I didn't know until I got older. Uh, a buddy of mine, his common thing he had is, which I experienced too, is if uh, you're trying to fight in a dream, uh, or not even necessarily fight, but your your uh, fist are like moving at extremely slow speeds. Mm -hmm. And I've been, you know, I've always thought I was like, whenever I was in a struggle or something, and that would happen, and I was always like, oh, why is this happening? And didn't realize that was a common thing other people had. 
and uh, we got on discussion of other common things that people have in dreams, and I guess like teeth falling out is another one. Yeah. Um, but what's one? What's the one that you you have that that hangs in your brain? So actually, the most common thing I have uh, that hasn't happened in a while, um, but it's called the man in black, and I used to think it was just something I experienced, and ever since a child. And uh, basically, it's the uh, sleep paralysis. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar or heard about it. Oh, you have to tell me about sleep paralysis, buddy. Oh, oh dear. Yeah. How many okay. times have you had it happen to you, sleep paralysis? Oh, man, in my entire life, in the double digits, easy. Um, I, I'm prob- it- I'm so far. I've had it happen so many times. I mean, I, I probably have had it happen a hundred times easily. It's Did you happen to have it first happen when you were like a child? Yeah, it's happened most oh. of my life. Yeah, okay. That's when I remember first experience it is uh I was sure a bunk bed with my brother and uh the first, you know, times I remember happening where you just can't speak, you can't say anything, you're trying to scream and do whatever you can and you're just literally, you know, paralyzed. And, and somebody somebody walking by would just hear you just going, uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, in your and, mind, and, you're going, get me out of here. <laughs> I can't move. I'm stuck. I'm stuck like, in my brain. Someone, please rescue me. <laughs> I'm doing everything I can. Like, is this the rest of my life? Oh, no, no. Yeah. The worst. The worst. Yeah. Yes. Um, and that kind of, like I said, that follows that is this man in black character or whatever, and that also is something that caused upon it, or that causes, I feel like, the sleep paralysis is uh, this, like, image of something. It's a, more of a silhouette, and uh, it's a figure. And I, I, I don't, I'm not a person. I'm not believing, like, any paranormal stuff. Uh, I don't trash on it either, but I just feel like there's typically more so an explanation for things than not. Um but anyway, that would cause the sleep paralysis and stuff. And then the older I got, um, a little trick I kind of did, and I don't know if it came from Kill Bill, but uh, if in my dream I was able to wiggle my toe, uh, that would be able to kind of help me get me out of the uh, yep. sleep paralysis. Anything you can do to break that break that uh, plane of, of uh, unreality. Yeah. Anything you can do to 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 bring a different a different state into it. You do. It's very bizarre. It is bizarre. It's it, the worst. Yeah, and it, it's. I'm glad. I mean, I'm not, I feel horrible. You experience that at the same time. There's some weird, uh, you know. I, I feel a little comfort that other people do experience that. So then, you know, you also don't. You know, you're not alone out there because you're trying to explain to some people, and they're like, "What do you mean? You're just. You can see everything that's going on. You can't move, or and it's like I don't. That's exactly oh, what it is. Oh, it's the worst. Mm-hmm. The worst. I guess it kind of makes sense seeing those. Classic pain, I guess, of like some demon, like figure standing over, hunched over a person in bed, and I think that was like some type of uh, yeah way of artist trying to describe the feeling of it. And I was like, oh, that's pretty that accurate. Makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm with you, Roger. Mm-hmm. All right, you have a so, great night. Thanks, thanks Tom. Call. You too. Okay. All right. Good night. Nice guy, Roger. This is a good show. We're an hour or so in. We'll do we'll do two hours tonight. Lock that in, right? Then maybe we'll even do one after that, depending on, uh, speaking of not being able to sleep. Let's see. You tell people to 
call. Squeaky mic. Stand. Beep, boop, 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 boop. show hi hello Tom yes oh my god I I called and called and called and nothing well that's what happens when it's a solo act yeah what uh what, to whom am I speaking uh this is Sean in Orange County California Sean what's going on well, I saw you tweeting to call in, and I'm calling in. And here you are. And my nightmare is What's your nightmare? Tom answering the phone. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop, buddy. What, well, what's, what's a bad dream you get, or a good dream? Oh, man. Uh, well, bad dreams always revolve around peace. Yeah, teeth falling out. Well, I mean, that's the dream. Yeah. Well, that means something. I'm not sure what that means. Yeah, I one don't of the know best either. two and worst two songs on the White Album. Oh, don't ask me. I'm not a big Beatles fan. All right. Well, Sean, I appreciate well, the call. Tom. Yeah. I I'm the uh, Sean who. Uh, Ask the question at the Ant-Man press conference. What? You are? Yeah. Well, you, sir, are a, a champion in my eyes. You you did it. You took it right to him. Right, to, right, to, right down the gullet, huh? Right down the gullet. You took it. You set it right in front of all of them. Rudd. Well. Feige. Feige, Fishburn, Lily, Reed. You said it right to all of them. I tip my hat to you. Do, do, am well, I supposed to send you something? Did I not send you something? Uh, I I don't care. I mean, I, I would It would just... be a journalistic conflict if you did anyway. I wouldn't want to. Yeah. I'm not going to buy you. When you did that, well, tell me, give me the thought behind that. When you, because the Ant Man two press conference, because I got cut out of both Ant Man movies. I did a thing for the first Ant Man movie where I sold uh, uh, Paul Rudd a lottery ticket in it, and that's that whole section got cut out. Then the second movie, uh, John Worcester and I played. We were goons. Uh, we were goons. Uh, Walton Goggins, uh, his goons, driving around chasing after uh, Ant Man and and the Wasp. <laughs> And uh, trying to catch them, and then our our, our scene got cut. Uh, so then you go to the press conference, 
give me the thought behind this. You're there in in a journalistic capacity. Yes, but there are press conferences, and often I don't go to them uh, to ask questions because there are a bunch of loons who ask questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I had a good question. Yeah, you wanted to know, would I be cut out of the third movie if Peyton Reed directed it? Were there plans exactly. to make a third movie? And if so, will you be cutting Tom Sharpling out of it? it, it and that's it, because, I mean, Ant-Man and the Wasp is a very fun movie. It is. I want another adventure with them. It could have been one But I want Sharpling fun. to be in that movie. I'm telling you, I better be in this third one. This third one, I better get, like, a real good scene in it. Look out, Ant-Man. Oh, no. You should save his life. Yeah, right? I got your back, Ant-Man. Maybe Aunt, me and Ant-Man do patty cake, patty cake, baker's man. You know that th- thing? And you like you, I've heard of it. Well, you do that when you do this patty cake thing, and then the the villains watch you do it, and they get so hypnotized by it that then you just punch their lights out because they're so busy watching you do patty cake. Bake me a cake as fast as you can, and then you punch on can. I hope Peyton Reed's listening. He's not. No one is right now. No one is. This is not happening live. But on it, Tuesday. Oh, when this airs, yes, I hope he's listening too. I hope everybody everybody should tweet at him and just say like, "What's the ETA on uh, on uh, Ant Man on Sharpling being in Ant Man three? Yes, I. The what people about need this? to know. What if it's called Ant Man and the Wasp, and then I get like. And the whatever. Like, I'm a character, too, right? Yeah. Dynamo Dynamo Joe. What if my name's Dynamo Joe? (laughs) I gotta get in. I gotta get in one of these movies. Endgame. Right? Look out, Ant-Man! I mean, there's always a need for a sidekick. Well, I want, yeah, that's true. Sean, you're a sweet guy. You made me very happy. Thank you, Tom. I wish you a great great night. Bye. You too. Thank you. Bye. Besho, hi. Hello? Hi. 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 Welcome to the Besho. Hi, Tom. This is Tom from North Carolina. Tom from North Carolina. How are you, Tom? I'm okay. Um, I saw the message uh, online, and I called to talk about dreams how are you tonight i'm all right well give me the top three toms of all time uh i can give you the top three that come into my mind but um let's see what uh your your list your list buddy the first two i got tom DeLong, tom lennon um help me with a third one me All right. It's your third one. Tom, De- Tom DeLong. So the guy from Blink-182, the guy from uh, Reno 911. What are all the numbers? Right? You're right. I, I might be subconscious. Give me the, what are the best and worst two songs on the White Album? Um, It's funny because I just listened to disc one only of the White Album. Yeah. And so, uh, would you ask for the 
the best and worst. What are the best two worst, the best two songs and the worst two songs? I feel like Honey Pie might be the worst, although I feel like some people might try to justify it being strangely good, but um, I also don't like Rocky Raccoon. Yeah, Rocky Raccoon sucks. I asked one other person this same thing, and they said Rocky Raccoon first, and that's I think Rocky Raccoon might be the worst Beatles song. Either that or Maxwell Silver Hammer. So, I think that... Um, so go ahead. Obladi. So, Obladi, Obladi, you think that sucks? I, I don't like I don't like it that much. I, I I remember liking it when I was younger, but then on this last listen, it came on and it was kind of jarring. You know, I wasn't yeah. like that familiar with the track listing anymore, and it it shook me out of it. What uh, What do you think the best two are? Um, like I said, I did not get around to the second half of it on this last listen, but mm-hmm. um. I like uh Dear Prudence. I don't think it's the best one, but I think Don't Pass Me By is super fun. What? Better than that's better than happiness is a warm gun. Oh no, I mean I even just said I don't think it's the best one. Okay. I just I think All it's right. really fun. It jumped out last time. Happiness is a warm gun is great. What's the and, other best um, one then? What's the other best one? Happiness is a warm, yes it is. See, I could have been in the Beatles. Right? Well, you just ruined my moment, Tom. You just ruined my moment. You took it from me. You took my moment from me. I don't know. I, I'm sorry. I thought I was you blew joining in. No, no. Where in North Carolina are you from, Tom? Um, I've been in Asheville for a long time, but now I'm kind of in a uh, weird no man's land. Uh, okay. It's called Colfax, specifically. All right. How's that working for you? It's not. But, uh, uh-huh. it's not. you know, Fair I'm making enough. do. Fair enough. What, uh, give me, give me, uh, okay, give me the dream stuff now. On to the dreams. Well, it, um, it has to do with Yanni, and I wonder how, as a prog rock fan, how do you feel about Yanni? I don't, I don't. That's, I might, you might as well ask me about Raffi. Neither of them have anything to do with my definition of Prague. I understand. I I was curious about um, Yanni, specifically the Live at the Acropolis album, because I had, I had heard about it for a while. I always grew up with Yanni being, like, basically the punchline of a joke, you know? Yeah. Like, Look, that's be, really be, all I knew about Yanni. To be fair, and I then, don't know much about Yanni. I don't know much about Yanni. Maybe, I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm missing out on some, some yeah, brilliance. Um, I don't know. That's where I was at. And uh, I remember, you know, those 33 and a third books, the tiny books? Oh, yeah. Um, there's one about this Yanni album, Live at the Acropolis, and I always saw that, and I was like, oh, maybe there's something I'm missing out on about Yanni. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been buying CDs from thrift stores just to kind of check stuff out. I saw a copy of Yanni. I bought it. And uh, I didn't listen to it right away. That night, I went to sleep, and I had this dream that... I was listening to the Yanni CD that I just bought, mm-hmm. and not only that, I kind of shifted into the 
point where I was like watching the concert, you know, with the whole symphony and everything. And, uh, I hadn't ever heard like a note of Yanni music, but I woke up the next morning thinking like, I wish that I could remember the music that I invented, like what my idea of Yanni was in my dream mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. You wish, wish, yes. You, you wish you, the Yanni you dreamt was what Yanni sounded like. And I wish I could remember, I wish I could have a like recording of this music that I invented for Yanni. Buddy, we wish we could, if we could film our dreams and capture our dreams, you'd, you'd be, you'd be a billionaire. You could do that. Yeah, and you wouldn't just be focusing on live Yanni records. You'd, you'd, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. You'd have bigger fish to fry than a live, than bringing to life the live Yanni thing you dreamt. <laughs> it sounds like Olympic. I'm listening to some Yanni live at the Acropolis now. It sounds like Olympics music. You know what? You know, I finally listened to it. And I listened to it like a few times because I was like, maybe I'm still missing something. And, uh, you know what I landed on is that Yanni sounds just, it kind of just sounds like Dave Matthews band with like some orchestral flourishes. Yeah, no, but then it, they'll it, be it, like this a, not for, this is not for me. Yeah, God, God bless you if it's for you. It's, it's Yanni's not for me. It's not doing it for me. I just listened to a little bit of Santorini by Yanni. Yeah, I don't know if it did the trick for me either, but, um, you know, I'll just take it back to the thrift store and that'll do that. Yeah, go get your money back. <laughs> they love when you do that. You I didn't even back. exchange it. I just meant, you know, drop it back oh, off. Oh, just give it back off. Okay. I thought you'd be like, oh, excuse me. Uh, I'd like a <laughs> refund on this Yanni CD that I paid $1 for. <laughs> it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. Um, This is not what I had intended to buy. Uh, yeah. Can you speak to the manager, please? And then they're just like... And then I'll tell them about the dream. Dude, just grab another CD off the pile, you jerk. <laughs> like, they would just be like, <laughs> like we can't get rid of CDs anymore. They're clogging our our inventory. It's sort of... I've been capitalizing on it, because I'm driving a car that has a CD player for the first time in a while, and I'm kind of getting back into CDs. Like, you know, like listening to one album over and over again for a while. Like, you know, in the car. Good for you, buddy. You're 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 figuring out. You got the you cracked the code. All right, you have a yeah. great night. Thank you. Best show. Hi. Hello. Hi. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? This is Antonia in Brooklyn. Antonia. In Brooklyn, what's going on, Antonia? Nothing. I was I was actually about to go to sleep, and then I I opened Instagram, which I shouldn't do before bed, and I saw the post, and so I thought I would call. Well, I appreciate you doing that. Firstly, <laughs> secondly, how are you? I'm fine. Um, I'm. Um, I feel like I gotta get up early, and so it's. I'm feeling like I should be asleep already, and maybe it's not the best idea to call a radio show. That's all right. We'll we'll we'll, 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 we'll send you off with uh, a good a good mindset for you to go to sleep. Okay, great, excellent. So what what? Uh, tell me, Antonia, who is your favorite Antonia 
<laughs> of all time, except yourself, ex- exempting yourself. Who's another Antonia that you are glad you share the name with? Oh my gosh! Oh God! Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I have one. There was this movie that my um, my parents showed me when I was too young called Antonia's Line. That's a that was about like this sort of really strong matri- matriarch. Um, so she was cool. I also read about a saint recently. Like I was curious if there was a saint named Antonia cause it seemed likely and she suffered like sexual abuse and all this stuff and, and, uh, was a, was a hero. But these are not good answers, but, uh, those are the two that, that came to mind. Women who have suffered adversity and, and come out, you know, on top. That's a great answer. <laughs> Do you know any? I, I've, I've met very few in my life. I don't. I don't. That's why I was wondering if it was because sometimes you, your own name will resonate with you and when you hear mm-hmm. it. So I was wondering if it had stuck with you. Um, yeah. No, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm the one, I guess. I'm resonating with myself. What's a song you like to listen to when you're, when you're, when you're down? Oh, well. Recently, and I, and I know you'll like this, um, hope is a dangerous thing for a woman, woman like me to have. Um, definitely. Uh, by Lana Del Rey. You like Lana Del Rey? I love Lana Del Rey. She's, I, I, she's the best. Yeah. When do you think that, I feel like she's been, this is tantalizing because there were two new songs in the fall and then that one came out recently. Mm-hmm. Do we have any idea when the new album will come out? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I figure when she's ready, we will. She will just suddenly it'll fall from the sky. Like records seem to now just fall from the sky. Like suddenly, yeah. like, hey, it's out at midnight. <laughs> That's right. Well, it wasn't always that way. What? Like, no. yeah, yeah. I and I don't. Don't you feel that people are starting to appreciate her more now? Like there seems to be some sort of awareness of her being legit finally uh i'm not aware of that i i hope so you're really one of the few like public figures that that i've been very happy to see like you know give give her give her the respect she deserves um i think she's legitimately a genius i she i i um because i'll say like how great she is and people be like you were joking about that right i'm like no I'm not mm. joking about it. She's amazing. I really do feel that for what Lou Reed did for new for documenting like New York City culture and stuff, she does for Los Angeles. Um mm. just really getting that the kind of the underbelly of things and really bringing that to life and painting pictures of that. Um No, she's very yeah. uh she's fantastic. I uh uh, what's your favorite song of hers of all the songs? Oh my gosh. Um, I really love 13 Beaches. Yeah, that's a good one. Beautiful, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that most recent one, I mean, I just feel like it's, yeah, she also, I, I agree with you about the L.A. thing. I also feel like she, her persona, you know, it's as like, um, like honestly, sometimes the lyrical content will verge on kind of like, problematic when I think about it as like a woman, you know, he hit me and it felt like a kiss, et cetera. But it's, it's actually like capturing something 
really nuance, you know, like yes. that actually, you know, it's a sort of side of us. It's, it's not like our whole selves. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like actually Lou Reed, the comparison is, is apt there too, you yeah, know, the, like the ugliness of things. And, um, mm-hmm. there's, there's that, you know, that, that, yeah, ugliness is a fair way to, I think a fair way to sum it up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. In, in my biz, I mean, there's this thing like, uh, internalizing, the aggressor is this thing we talk about. Like, so when I think about her lyrics, there are sometimes like the, the sort of the him, he hit me and it felt like a kiss, et cetera. Like I think about that. And I, again, I think about how we're all kind of guilty of, of going to those. We, we all have those sort of dark sides that maybe yes. like, well, did you, you know, ever for that line specifically, there's a sixties mm-hmm. song called he hit me and it felt like a kiss. Did you ever hear that song? No, I didn't even know that. It's a horrible, it's a horribly, it's a song, I think, by, like, um, the Crystals, maybe, is um, a song he hit me and it felt like a kiss. It's kind of like one of those songs you can't believe anyone would (laughs) would think is, like, a good, like, yeah, let's have these, let's have these ladies sing this song. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it is the Crystals. I'm looking at the lyrics right now. He hit me and it felt like a kiss. He hit me, but it didn't hurt me. He couldn't stand to hear me say that I'd been with someone new. And when I told him I'd been untrue, he hit me and it felt like a kiss. He hit me and I knew he loved me. Oh my God. Can you believe that this, like this is, this is, they, everyone should be arrested. Like I think the, it was, and it was written by who? That's right. Carol King and Jerry Goffin oh. wrote that. Oh God! They should pull, pull the song off broad, pull the show off Broadway, shut it down, <laughs> cancel, cancel Carol King. Oh, God. Uh, Carol King, you've been canceled for the song you wrote in 1962. Um, no, it's it's a horribly out of date, gross thing. But I th- but she, but but that's the, that's the weird thing about her doing that song because that's not something that everybody knows. And look, you're like you're like a legit fan of hers, and you mm-hmm. you are a legit fan of music. And that that reference was not something you knew because that's such an arcane reference to this mm-hmm. Chris, this crystal song that has pretty much I guess been scrubbed from. Like yeah, you're not gonna hear that on the radio. It's hard. Like it's, no. But it's just, it's such a, it's such a thing that she's putting that in a lyric and she's opening herself up to misinterpretation, I guess. Um, which is, is a, a, it's such a, that's a, I don't know. That's what people who make art do. Right. So that's, right. that's why she's, I think she's, she's, she's the real deal. I love her. Yeah, and you can get to those problematic places yourself, like maybe because of the relationship you're in, or even just like a thought you have, and like it's good to not to not deny that, you know, like to sort of identify with it and kind of acknowledge it and think about it, yeah. you know. So that's why, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <clears throat> so do you have a dream that comes to mind? Yeah i I had a dream um, recently that I that I really liked um you know 
you know, this, is it called a terrarium where it's like you buy a thing that's like got a plants in a sort of glass sphere? Um, that, that sort of thing. Anyway, it was mm-hmm. like that. I was, I was sort of, I'm doing a, a PhD in clinical psychology and I'm doing, I'm like beginning to work on my dissertation. And so in the dream, I was sort of like in a research lab, but it existed in this glass sphere. Um, but the sphere was sort of protected from the outside world, which was this like post-apocalyptic, like post-climate change sort of hellscape. Okay. Um, and like there was an explosion and this lava just sort of like came from the sky and, and sort of poured down the, the sphere we were in, but didn't, you know, penetrate it. And someone in the office was like, oh yeah, sorry, like that happens. Like it was sort of like par for the course in this, in this post, in this post-apocalyptic world. Um, so that was the sort of main thing that happened. And then I like opened up a computer and like opened up a specific, um, version of Excel and like my dissertation data was like beautiful. It was like pink and green and sort of like growing like a plant, like in the computer. Um, and it was, and it was really positive. Like my advisor was like, Oh, that's really good. Like, it's good that it's doing that. You know? Um, Well, let's think of, let's, what do you, do you have any interpretation for that? Well, like, I guess, some some like kind of rocky things had happened and and it and it and like in my in my personal life not like horrible but 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 you know rocky enough and this felt like but you're doing your PhD and you're doing your research and like those things are good so like you have that to kind of to kind of hold on to when stuff outside is like exploding mm-hmm. kind of that was my thought that makes sense and that just also that you um even if some things are going haywire, then other mm-hmm. things are are okay and and can even be blossoming. Um, yeah, because yeah, and also sometimes when things go haywire, it's it's the road to making things get better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I thought. Yeah. That's, I like that. It's very positive when I think about it. I think there is something positive about it because the world survives. Yes. Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, can I tell you a song that, I, that, make, that, that makes me happy? Yeah, please. I was listening to Melt, Peter Gabriel, third album, and um, the song... Well, both no self control and I don't remember. I just like listened to those recently, and it was like this, this like serotonin, you know, explosion. Uh, they made me very happy. No, I love those. All, I love all four of those Peter Gabriel albums. Um, yeah, they're so good. Yeah, you could. It's like that thing where it's like, did the dude from Genesis is he like an architect of new wave somehow? Like. <laughs> That guy, um, no, I th- I think he uh, he's top notch. No argument for me. <laughs> um, well, look, you have to go to sleep now. I hope you don't yeah. just dream about. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say what you could dream about, but uh, <laughs> you just dream about Lana Del Rey songs. How about that? Yes, that's perfect. I'm so glad I called. Thank you so I much. Thank and you thank you in general. Oh, you're welcome in general. You have a great night. <laughs> you too. Okay, bye. Best show, hi. Hello. 
Hey, Tom. Hey. This is Adam in Chicago. Adam in Chicago. What's up, Adam? Well, are you still taking calls about uh, nightmares and dreams? Adam, we'll talk about whatever you want, but if you want to talk about nightmares and dreams, let's talk about that. Uh, yesterday, my four-year-old told me that he has good dreams about people peeing on other people. Hold on. So you're yeah. how old? Four. Your four-year-old says he has good dreams about peeing on people. Yeah, and if I knew I was going to call in, I think I would have asked for more details, mm-hmm. but I, I left it at that. I'm kind of happy you don't have more details on this one. Me too. Me too, Tom. Um, yeah, sometimes sometimes things just have to be things, and you just let it cycle through your kid's head and roll roll right back <laughs> back into that subconscious. No, no, no. We gotta get it out. Oh, you want it out? Well, look, you can't get don't you can't get it out. Your kid's your kid. Okay. Your kid's a weird. Right. You were a weirdo, so your kid's a weirdo. Everybody's a weirdo. You know that. You know you were. I do know that. You were a weird little kid, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I was a weird little kid. Every little absolutely. kid's weird. Yes. Don't make your kid. Don't 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 make your kid uptight. Well, I didn't. Oh, yeah. Obviously. What are you going to take? I, I what are you going to do? Uh, take him to Eternal Sunshine Land? Uh, to his, his memories? Yeah, get him hooked up to wires and stuff? No. No, it hadn't occurred to me to get him hooked up to wires. Please, but, don't I mean, take your kid to Eternal Sunshine Land. Don't do it. No. Okay. All right. No, I, I let it. I kind of let the issue die. I didn't, yeah. I didn't ask any other questions. What are the best and worst two songs on the White Album? Oh. <sighs> Hmm. Uh, off the top of my head, okay. Uh, so, I uh, Octopus's Garden is on uh, Abbey Road, Road, but Abbey lately, Road. lately for whatever reason, I'm more impressed with that song. Uh, I know that's not the question. No. Uh, I don't know what are the best and worst two songs on the White Album. I'd say one of the worst is probably Rocky Raccoon. Is uh, yeah. Is one of the worst. Um, best, let's see. Uh, how do you feel about uh, Dear Prudence? I like Dear Prudence. I like Back in the USSR, too. Go. Well, look, how about yeah. that one-two punch? Back in the USSR, right into Dear Prudence. Yeah. Think about yeah. that. Is that the best? Yeah. Is that album, is that the best side of any Beatles record ever? Side one of of White Album? Think about it. Yeah, Hang I, I like the way up. This is what I'm going to say. You picture this as a side, as a album side here. Back in the USSR. Dear Prudence, right? Mm-hmm. Then what comes next? Glass Onion? Yeah. Then you go into Wild Honey Pie. Then Story of Bungalow Bill. Then... While my guitar gently weeps, then happiness is a warm gun. It's pretty solid. Oh, Obla D Obladas in there too. It's great. Yeah. We, we listen to in this house the good night song every single night. The older kid who doesn't dream about people peeing on other people. He listens to that when he goes to bed every night. That Beatles song? The Ringo song? Yep. Is there a good night song, uh is that a Ringo song? Um, I didn't realize that. Uh, that song? Hmm. 
right? Yeah, wow, my kids are getting me into Ringo. Well, whatever. Hmm. Look, how about that? You learn from the from the from the mouths of babes. I never realized that was a Ringo song. I, well, I don't know if he wrote it. I can't remember if he wrote it or not, but he sings it, right? Doesn't he sing that song? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he sings that. All right, buddy. He does. You have a great night. All right. Beshow, hi. Hello? Hello. Oh, hey. What's up, Tom? You tell me. Who's, who am I speaking to? Uh, this is Sam in L.A. Sorry, I, I was, uh, I've was i been calling, like, nonstop trying to hold you That's all right, Sam. What's up? what's up, Sam? Uh, You are, uh, I'm just calling about the topic. Where, uh, where in L.A. are you? Paint the picture. Where are you in L.A.? Okay. I live in uh, Mount Washington. What's that now? It's uh, it's like near Highland Park. It's uh, in the east side of Los Angeles. Okay. Got some, uh, you know, it's nice and quiet up here. I what, guess. Are you, what are you near? Silver Sun Pickups? Uh, am I near the Silver Sun Pickups? Yeah. No, no, no. They're, they're, those guys are in Silver Lake. But I used to live over there a long time ago. You know, not anymore or whatever. So, what uh, um, what what's your favorite L.A. song of all time? What song? <clears throat> what's what's the song that brings to mind that city for you? Entourage Man, theme. The yeah, the, 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 the change addiction. Yeah, yeah. I was actually just watching Entourage on on uh, on Amazon Prime. What so happened? Re- revisiting, Why, revisiting, like, revisiting. What happened? You lost a bet or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I needed to. Uh, I needed my uh, my fill of Matt Dillon's brother, Kevin Dillon. Kevin Dillon, that's right. How have we not gotten updates on Entourage? How has there not been uh, like uh, an Entourage reunion movie? There was the film that came out in theaters, but right. How has there not been like an HBO one-off thing? That we've gotten like a like a like a special like a reunion yeah, special exactly. kind of deal. How have we not gotten? I don't know. How can we don't get one of those every two years to just it's keep good, us good up question. to what Vinny Chase is doing? Vinny Chase and the boys. Yeah, because when uh, we left wonder, off, didn't he win a Golden Globe at the end of the movie? I think he. Yeah, he won. I think he was. He was a. He was a critically uh, acclaimed director. Uh, auteur. Oh, that's right for Hyde. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, he's a, he's a DJ. Yes. So it's an updated Jekyll and Hyde story. Can you imagine that that movie would win a single award, the movie that was supposed to be his directorial debut in the Entourage movie, that that would win? I think, yeah. Like, I, know, I mean, well, let me tell you that I know that when that came out, that kind of music was hugely, hugely popular, that, that EDM stuff, you know? No, that music so was think- already out of date. It was like that. It was like from Blade. That's true. It is like very much like a Blade. I'd rather watch Blade. Are you kidding? I'd rather watch Blade every day if I could. Yeah, that was that movie was rough. I mean, clearly, you know, I've only seen it once. But Blade rules. Blade Two rules. Um, Yeah. You know what the best line in all of Blade is, and I'm going to censor myself. Okay. I think it goes something like this. Blade says, some MFers always got to try to ice skate uphill. Some, oh, I have, to, I have to revisit that. I haven't I haven't seen it in a couple of years. That was his classic line during the final fight right. scene. And I remember that scene. Even when, remember when he faced off against Ron 
Perlman in Blade Two. I, yes, I do remember that. And he was like, he played like a weird, I guess, like crypto Nazi vampire hunter or something. And he's like, right. me and the boys uh, got a question for you. We want right. to know. Do you blush? So he asked him like a racist thing. And then Blade just, right. like, Blade just goes like, ooh. Like, you've been dying. I'm right in front of you. You've been dying right. for this. Right? Remember yeah. that scene? Yes, I do. I do. I think that Blade 2 uh, kind of enhanced. I, I, I think it's, it's one of those good sequels. I think it's a good sequel. I think it enhances the first one. I think it was a necess- good and necessary sequel. Yeah, well, it was, and you know who directed Blade 2, right? Uh, I don't know. I do not know. A young man named Guillermo del Toro. Is that right? It is. Pre-Shape uh, of Water. Pre-Shape of Water, yes. He did Blade, Blade 2 came out before Shape of Water, the movie <laughs> that won the Oscar last year. <laughs> the yes. fish movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, interesting that he would, uh, that he would, uh, take on, Take that on. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed that he directed that. You, you, I would have. You know. Thanks. Thanks for telling me oh, that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, what do you got for me? You got a dream you want to tell me about? Yeah. Look, and I, this this is a reoccurring thing. You know. Um, and uh, something that uh, something that uh, you know, freak, kind of freaks me out how often I have this dream. Uh, but I'll, I'll paint a picture for you. Um, I'm driving down the. Uh, it's always the same. Road, same like kind of location. I'm driving like down the the I five, which is you know the California freeway, and it's kind of a lot, like a lot of traffic. And then I look look out to to the to the side of the road, and there are just people in my life, you know, who have come and gone. You know, dead relatives, alive relatives, ex girlfriends, friends, former friends, whatever, who are just. Uh, kind of, they have concession stands and they're selling my belongings. Okay. But I'm not allowed to buy anything. That these things belong to me. I'm not allowed to like, buy any of them back. And then I always wake up and uh, I feel like like I haven't been I haven't been breathing. Like a like uh, like a former a former uh, girlfriend of mine told me she woke me up after having one of these dreams and told me that like she could tell that I wasn't breathing. Very strange. And I have the stream maybe once every three months. Hmm. Well, this seems like a general, uh, there seems to be a general vibe of powerlessness in this dream. Would that fair, be fair to say? Yeah, certainly. Because uh, your things uh, are would... not your things now. Right. And you're not even allowed to get your things back. That's right. It sounds like somebody has some boundary issues. You think so? You think that's? Well, why would I? Wait. No, it sounds like have you have issues? you have issues with somebody with people overstepping your. Oh, you need to set some boundaries. I think that that's accurate. That's what I would say to that. Maybe. It sounds like someone needs to set some boundaries. Okay, so you think it's a boundary issue? Because they're taking your stuff. They're taking it. Yeah, they're not and even they're giving you. They're not even letting you. They're not even letting you get a chance to buy your own stuff back. That's the most. They're not even letting me in. They're not even letting me in on the on the cut. They're no. not even giving me. You didn't ask for your stuff to get sold. No, I didn't. But they're selling it. They don't care. That's right. That's right. No, I don't like this. Um, I don't like this. Sounds like somebody's got to set some boundaries. 
Yeah. I just don't know with, yeah, you know, I don't know. Well, sounds like it might be who's selling this stuff in the dream. Uh, like anyone in my life, anyone mm. that's like ever been in my life. Well, you know, well, dead well. people, alive people. Well, let's take a look at that, shall we? Okay, sure, sure. Go anyone in your life is, everyone in your life is selling your stuff. Right. Well, that says everything you need to, I need to hear on this. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's all people that I know. It's not like it's, you know, Abraham Lincoln yeah, of or course. George well, Clooney. It's people you know, right. people you love. They're selling your stuff. Sure. They people took, I trust. They took your stuff. They're selling it and you don't even get a cut. You don't even get any, you don't have any say of whether they sell it or not. That's right. Hmm. And I can't, and I don't even have access to it myself. I can't, like I said, I can't, I get out of the car. I, I, you know, I, I walk up to, to one of the many concession stands and I say, you know, give me my stuff back. And they go, this isn't, you know, this isn't your stuff. It's basically that. And then I start panicking and then I wake up. Because yeah. then I look down the road and it's just endless concession stands <clears throat> of uh, people. You know, it's like a concession stand. Like something you'd see almost like at the state fair. Yeah, but it's your stuff being sold. Yeah, it's not deep yeah. fried uh, Oreos and stuff, you know. Well, my friend. My, my belongings. Well, sounds like you got some uh, some issues to look into i think that's an understatement yeah well godspeed my friend hey uh hey i, I love you tom uh thank you very much and uh, you have yourself a nice evening you too i'll talk to you soon get home safe goodbye thanks back nice guy nice guy tell me to get home safe nobody else told me to get home safe that guy told me to get home safe here's blade blade meet the blood pack meet the blood pack light hammer Verlaine, Priest, Snowman, Chupa, and Reinhardt. Reinhardt's uh, Ron Perlman. This is one of the best scenes in any movie ever. Hey, um, uh, me and the uh, gang were wondering. What was that? Can you blush? Here we go, Poppy. Oh, here we go, Poppy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. I see now. Yeah. Been training for two years to take me out. And now here I am. Ooh, so exciting, isn't it? Okay, here's your chance. They pulled out a knife. Come on. Come on, where are you? Oh, no, that's the steak. Here I am, right in front of you. Jam through his heart. Adolf here gets the first shot. Come on, what are you looking at her for? You need permission? Or maybe you need a little bit of incentive, huh? Yeah. Okay, I got that. Oh, I it's love not... it. This is the best movie I've ever seen in my life, Blade 2. Reinhardt. If anything, Shape of Look, Shape of Water, I finally watched after a long time. Putting it off, I watched it, I enjoyed it. I didn't think I would have enjoyed it, but I did. By all rights, that should have been Guillermo del Toro's return to Oscar glory after Blade 2. And tell me why you got this Avengers movie coming out. They got everyone, in, uh, anything, anybody ever put a cape on running around in this thing. But you got Blade? You can't get Blade in that thing? 
you got Thanos. You don't think Blade could help with that? He's a daywalker. He's got all their strengths, none of their weaknesses. You want him fighting Thanos? He just fought Reinhardt. It's very troubling how Blade was overlooked in that moment. It's very sick. Very sad. Equal parts sick and sad. Should I end the show? I think I'll end the show. Might be time to end the show. And I will say this. We do the show. I don't know. I've been doing the show for a long time. We go up in life. We go down in life. Yeah, you know, don't, 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 don't take a, uh, rocket scientist to figure, uh, yeah, look, I'm on a little bit of a downswing now. That's how it goes. What are you going to do? You going to be alive? You ride the ride, right? I'm riding the ride. And I do the show every week. I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. But I do think I'm going to uh, do what I have to do to uh, want to keep the show going. I love doing it. I'm going to just say whatever the best show is, it'll be what it'll be. That is the definition of the best show. It'll it's think of it. I think it's a a good thing because um, if the show changes shape or whatever, I don't know. It's a good thing because um, you uh, think about Saturday Night Live. Think about how exciting it would be if Saturday Night Live had done something different with that format, right? If they had done something with that format and cracked it open, they they give them 90 minutes of airtime, prime real estate. What if they did something different with it and it changed every once in a while and became a different thing rather than being something you could set your watch to? Um, yeah, we'll see. Tell you this. As long as I'm here, it's the best show. As long as I'm here. It's the best. And I leave you tonight, my friends, with a little Yanni from live at the Acropolis. One man's dream. Best show back soon. Thanks for listening.